We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1 where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am joined, as always, by the ubiquitous Rohan Kadi. We are brought to you today by DoorDash, BetOnline.ag, and Greg Olson's tremendous podcast, TE1. And we are here to talk about, obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you listened to the last episode, which if you haven't, go ahead, download it, listen to it right now. We'll wait until you come back. We are grading the entire posi- the entire roster by position groups. So last episode was guards. This time we are tackling the forwards, and I'm excited to get into it. But first, Rohan, how's it going, and how did your test go? Uh oh yeah, my exam my exam did go well, and oh, also I Ro- just want oh Rohan's yeah. big and fancy. He doesn't take tests. He has exams. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Well, let's. Don't call me fancy when you're out here calling me ubiquitous in the start. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say that was a nice word choice. Thank you. Mm. That sounded um, that sounded very confident. Did you think about it beforehand? Of course not. Come on. Okay, cool. Come I just on. wanted to make I wanted to make sure. That's insulting. <laughs> um, no, I I I promise I had not. I really was worried I was gonna flub it, but we got through it and we can carry on. Um we're gonna start at the very obvious point here. Chris Middleton, uh, if you're talking forwards on the Bucks, and I, this is probably makes it obvious, but we'll say it anyway. We're not considering Giannis a forward. Giannis is a big. Uh, probably not going to get into why. I mean, just mostly like Bledsoe, Chris, and Giannis being on three different episodes made the most sense. But regardless, <laughs> there's a little peek behind the curtain. But uh, Giannis is considered a big. So out of all the forwards, Chris Middleton. Madden superstar Giannis. Madden superstar. Oh. Okay, can we talk about that for a sec? Yeah, why on earth to. is that a thing? So what what is it? First I, of all, I presume I don't know what game mode it is. Like if it's going to be in their ultimate team or if it's just in. It said the yard, whatever that is. Okay, so it's, it sounds like they just made up a game mode, which is totally fine. I mean, that's what you should do with something like this. But I think they saw like how utterly stupid two K has gotten, and I know we both play my team. Like they saw that like oh, Alex do you have twenty one? 
No, I don't. Oh. Absolutely not. I, I don't even want to talk. Don't, don't even get me started. I'll, we'll, we'll be 40 minutes before we get to Chris. Um, but they saw like 2K like giving Bull Bull 99 overall cards and like making Shaq hit step back threes. And they saw how much money 2K is making. And they were like, well, I guess we're not ridiculous enough over here at Madden Studios, who are EA Sports. It's in so, the game. It's, and now Giannis is in the game. Yeah, that's just—it's such a weird collaboration. Considering, like, what do we have associated with Giannis in football? Like, he went to a Packer game once. He did. He did indeed <laughs> go to a Packer game once. Good picks from that. Yeah, it's just, and just I—I I don't. Hey, you know what? Get that. Get that brand deal. That's a—that's a pretty say, big brand deal too. I was gonna say that is a pretty big brand deal, and I think, I think it's actually really cool. I mean, the game might suck. Who knows? But. It's really cool, first, that Giannis is getting this kind of, like, brand deal, sponsorship, whatever. I mean, there's been questions and conversations of, like, can anyone or can Giannis be the face of the league from Milwaukee? Can, you know, a a foreign-born player truly be the face of the league? All these things have been talked about ad nauseum. I don't want to go deep into it, but, I mean, it's another good sign for Giannis. And I think the the reason I said it's very cool is he got to bring his brothers with him, Mm. which I think is very, very cool to Giannis. I think... Like, that's how much weight he's pulling at this point, right? Like, I don't think the folks at EA Sports were like, how do we get Tenasis Atetokounmpo into this video <laughs> game? No offense to my close personal friend Tenasis, but I don't think that was the goal. Like, I don't think that's what they set out to do. I think, you know, they approach Giannis, and Giannis is like, I'll do it, but so will Tenasis and Costas. I think that's super cool. Like, I just think that's awesome that he is making, like, he's not just saying, like, family is my brand. Like, he's very much like, no, like I'm not doing it unless there's multiple Atetokounmpo's with me. Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's it just speaks to who he is as a person, you know. Yeah, it's that's just what he does. It's it's the saying that they said in the game, "Family over everything," you know. Do you have the game? No, I haven't played a Madden. I, I think the last Madden that I bought for myself. Oh God, was it? Was it Madden Eleven? Oh wow, it's been a long. It's been time. a long time. I've mooched off of my friends and played a little bit. Of course, yeah. yeah. It, but it's I, a great... I haven't. I haven't played a game of Madden since like in like four years. I want to say. I went from Madden seventeen was my last one. And I got Madden twenty like two months ago when it was on sale for like eighteen dollars. It's very eh, Giannis being in the game would certainly help. EA Sports though, send us send us codes. Let us. Hey, play. yeah, no, I'll I'll play the game. Let us play with Giannis on Madden. We'll do. We'll stream it. We'll do whatever. But EA Sports hit us up. Uh, yeah. Put us in the game too. Um, but yeah, let's get to Chris. I mean, we're five minutes. I oh, guess yeah. that's, not, that's not too bad. That's that's, not too it's bad. better than we usually do. That's fair. <laughs> um, Chris Middleton. First, quick run through the stats. Um, Twenty-nine point nine minutes per game. Shout out, Bud. Chris averaged twenty point nine points, six point two rebounds, four point three assists, zero point nine steals, two point two turnovers. He shot, of course, very nearly 50-40-90. He shot a woke 50-40-90. Did you do that? I did 54.6% from two, 41.5% from three, 91.6% from free throw. That is a woke 50-40-90. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up. Field goal percentage is stupid. It's a woke 50. I'm sorry. I just Have you, have you said that before? I've never I heard. haven't. Okay. I have it. I made it up during prep for this. It's going to get stolen. <laughs> like so many things of mine, and I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll gladly offer it up to the discourse at large. But he he had a woke 50 40 90 this year. A 56 or 54? I mean, it wasn't even close, like very clearly. And that's how they should do it. They don't, but that's how they should do it. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, he had a great. Just let's go overall first. He just had a fantastic overall season. He played like yeah. a He played like a superstar in the league. That's yeah. that's not a that's not a question. That's just facts. Snubbed from All NBA. No, I'm not over it. No, I'm no. Never you really, honestly, I forgot about that until right now, and now I'm upset again. Yep. Just uh, he's the he's the only reason the Bucks didn't get swept. Oh yeah, very literally, very yeah. literally. Yeah, he he's capable of you know being like a number one guy on given nights. He'll go get fifty one for you. Uh, a given it was against the Wizards, but. Uh, <laughs> He will get like 30, 35 for you on, on against a real team. Yeah, no, for sure. He he can be a number one guy. Do you really want him to be a number one guy? No, especially when you have Giannis. Uh, but he's a solid number two. Just overall, played like a superstar all season long. And he, I, it's top 20 player, I'll say. This season, yeah. easily. 
Easily this season. How high are you going? This year? Yeah. Uh, that might be as high as I'm willing to comfortably go. Okay. Another another iffy, not, not, I shouldn't say another, but some more iffy playoff stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, clearly, like, the Heat were able to make him a focal point with Giannis limited and then hurt. Um, but still, like, and even against Orlando, like, his shoot, he was just off a little bit. But Chris is kind of just a streaky player. Mm-hmm. I'm not, su- I don't think it's like he's not a 16 game player. I just think he's a streaky player and he's gotten unlucky. And again, the Bucks have not. We've seen him, him do it in the playoffs. Though. Yeah, we totally have. We totally have. It's so just, a, not, it, like you con- said, it's a streaky thing. Yeah. I'm not, like, concerned about him going forward. I, I mean, like, not more so. Like, I, I don't think he's unfit for playoffs, whatever. I think he's very, very good. I, I think. The team let down a lot of the players, and the players kind of let down a lot of each other in a lot of different aspects, but very, very good. Uh, I won't go higher than comfortably top 20, because there are some guys like like Jimmy Butler, for example, who I would argue, like, regular season-wise, Chris certainly better. But if you factor in all of it, it's tough to say. I mean, they're at least close. They're at least – I mean, Jimmy's been – I mean, Jimmy outscored, rebounded, and assisted LeBron in a finals game, for God's sake. I mean, the guy's <laughs> Um, you got to give Jimmy Butler, you know, his, his father Marquette so, guy, big, big Marquette guy. If you think that's not a reason I brought this up, you know, who else has been incredible Jay Crowder. Oh yeah. Not really. Only against <laughs> the Bucks. No. Um, but I gave Chris an A overall. I gave him an A plus. Yeah, that's fair. It's, I, I don't it, think I've given it. I don't think I'll give an A plus. I don't think really I'll, not this year. Not to anyone. Okay. It, just, it ended too poorly. It ended too poorly. That's like fair. I just. I just and I know it, I'm not saying it's Chris Middleton's no, fault. No, I'm saying squarely. I'm saying overall as a player. Yeah, a plus. No, I know. I'm just I'm still solid. Like it's if you if if, you, if we're saying he's a superstar, you get I'm giving him an A plus. You can do that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the A. Okay. Uh, so in terms of expectations, what did you going into the season? What did you think was going to happen with Chris this season? Did you expect sort of this happening? No, actually, I, I was I was kind of thinking he might. I, I figured most likely scenario was that he was very close, but slightly worse to how he played last year. Uh, I figured that was like the ninety percentile, like most common option. Um, I I didn't expect him to get better, and he very clearly did. Like he got way better, especially offensively. So I gave him. An A and honestly probably closer to an A plus on expectations just because it's so hard to be a player. What was he in his seventh season, I think? Yeah, it's, it's so hard to be an all-star for the first time in your seventh season despite mm. being a full-time starter since your second season. So, like, all those reps and everything else, I just think it's so impressive to me that he became an all-star then and managed to elevate his level of play more. It's really not something you see. And even if it's like an incremental improvement, I think both like at that level of player anyway, and considering the circumstances, it's really, really impressive. So I lied. I guess this will be my, my A plus. I think he deserves it for not just like matching expectations and definitely not wilting under them, but exceeding his level of play. Like that says a lot about Chris. Yeah. Just the, the improvement was not something that I saw coming realistically. Like it, it was tough to, put him like in that position after he had like a good regular season last year, like a good year last year. I just didn't think he added in him to really be that guy. I think it was more like it, it. We've talked about this before, but it's more of like a system opening up for him sort of thing that happened this year compared to last year. Last year, he was still fantastic. But even as we look through it, uh, going back, what are we referencing Ty? What are, oh, binge the box. Yeah, yeah. It's always there. Uh, he was always, he, he just seemed limited. And then it just seemed to open up this year, and that just led – he just flourished, in it, and it was just completely unexpected for me, so A+. plus. Yeah, and I mean, like I thought he could do some of this stuff, but I didn't think he was going to turn in a woke 50-40-90 on 20 <laughs> points per game. And like especially like the stuff – and I know non-Bucks fans and probably even some Bucks fans are probably sick and tired of like getting the non-Giannis per 36 Chris Middleton stats – regurgitated at you ad nauseum. I don't even have him up, honestly. But, like, it's so impressive to me also that he thrived, especially in those minutes. Like, that showed, like, he's not riding Giannis's coattails. That's what he's a number just, two is supposed to do. It is. It absolutely is. And and I, I just it's just a very impressive season from Chris Middleton. So, yeah, I think, well, I mean, we agree. Very, very high marks. Um, needs to work on that handle still. But I, a little bit. Maybe, maybe it's, like, he's a good passer. Maybe, like, you know. 
show it yeah. a little more often? I mean, good passers. I think it's just hard for him to get to spots to make some of those passes. Yeah. Um, but Imagine it's, Chris it's, Middleton shows up next season just like jacked. Or with handles. Yes. Like he just dribbles basketballs no, in plastic n- bags <laughs> all offseason. No, but in terms of like he can actually like get to the rim at a higher clip. That would be clip. fun too. I don't know. That's just something interesting. Also, I feel like it would look a little weird. Yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I want him. I don't know if I'm prepared for that visual. Be so I just uh, but it would of, look even weirder. Yeah, think of the Alex Caruso Photoshop before the season starts. <laughs> <laughs> or like LeBron when he was like coaching, said he wanted me to play more center or something, and he oh, photoshopped yeah. his arms. Uh, Big arm photoshops are hilarious. I will. Give yeah, you that. just on the Lakers apparently. Uh, yeah, well, I mean the Lakers get a lot of Photoshop attention. Yes, every single player in the league. Uh, yeah, that's so, how, that's how you know Chris will really have made it. By the way, didn't he get one last year? Oh, he probably did. I was gonna say it won't be for a while because he's not a free agent. He probably did. We're gonna have think, to share that I on Twitter or something if he did. Because I I, I might have missed it, but I feel like I would enjoy that more than get mad at that. It's yeah. a status symbol. I, I you got to be a Nick and you got to be a Laker online. Yeah. No, for sure. I think I think he I I recall him being a Laker. I think. Okay, I just th- th- careful with the sentence. I know I did the same thing, but it grossed me out for a second. <laughs> yeah, I can't, no, he, I don't want to he is under contract with the Bucks. Don't worry. For a very long time. Yes. Um, let's talk about Wes Matthews, someone who unfortunately is not under contract with the Marquette Bucks. guy. Marquette guy, and did you see? I think he just made a big donation to the Mac Fund. He did biggest donation in history of the Mac Fund. I'm pretty sure that is props to awesome. him. Mm-hmm. That is very awesome, and. I mean, it's a lot bigger than this and more important than this, but not a terrible sign about his thoughts toward... I mean, we all knew he was high on Milwaukee and Wisconsin. You know, he's from here and everything else, but I, I, I wouldn't look at it as like he's for sure coming back because he donated to the MAC Fund, but it's like, it's certainly not a negative thing Yeah, that no, he's thinking sure. of Wisconsin right now. Yeah, for um, sure. A lot of reasons to think of Wisconsin I passed right a, now. I passed a billboard on my uh, drive home. Of just like Wes Matthews with like the like on his, on the back of his jersey in the bubble, it said "vote," and that was just a billboard. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. It was like it was one of those like electronic ones that like change images, but it was still, still one of them. Cool. Yeah. That's no, awesome. I enjoyed that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's big on voting right now. Everyone vote. Everyone register Over, and vote yeah. and vote, please. Make Wes Matthews happy. If we if enough of us vote, Wes has to stay. Yes. It's basically a fact. <laughs> Only one way to find out. There is indeed only one way to find out. Um, uh, but actual basketball. Yeah, I mean overall. Eh. What did what did you say? I just like in it's just taking him out of context. He's a good defender. Great defender. Uh he should be considered for all NBA defense, but not make it according to you. Should have should have gotten at least two votes. I'm going full LeBron on this. Should have gotten at least two votes. At least two third-place votes. Did you see Ed Stefanski got a third-place vote for Executive of the Year? They announced Executive of the Year? Yeah, um, Frank, uh, Lawrence Frank, excuse me. Really? Which is so hilarious now, yeah. Huh. I don't know why they announced it now, but they did. So congrats That's, to Lawrence Frank. Yeah, sure. Johnny Horst got a couple votes. but Did he? The Detroit, yeah, he got a few. He's like Ed yeah, Stefanski he, got how many votes? One. One third place vote. Like, I, I'm really Who like votes for these? My, uh, the executives. So is him. I don't know. I see. I need to find the rules. I need to find the rules. But I'm just like so shook because like there's some guys who got one vote and I'm like sure like they did something like they had one good move that you might have liked. I think I think he got the exact same amount of votes as Sean Marks, which is just amazing. Really? Like one guy gets Katie and Kyrie and one guy drafts Seco. Hey, I, I don't know. I don't know what he did. Hey, no. You know what? They they got uh, Tony Snow. I think, like, literally, it might be Christian Wood. Christian really? Wood might have been their vote. That's why he got that vote. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Christian Wood, another friend of the pod. We're so far off track. That's my fault. But Wes Matthews. <laughs> I yeah, don't Wes... even remember what. Oh, the votes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go on. Wes Matthews, solid defender. Really good defender. Didn't really ever really find a groove offensively. Correct. Ever. He was yeah. never, you could never really rely on him to do the one thing that he was brought in to do, and that's shoot threes. Could never really rely on that. You look at, we saw at the end of the season uh, that he could actually drive to the rim, and it's like, okay, cool, where was that? Since like 
last October. Yeah, he's a good cutter too. Yeah, it's like cool. Maybe try that sometime. Just the one thing he did offensively, he didn't do that well. <laughs> so it's just it's hard for me to you know really really give him like a good grade here because he's he's really only a one dimensional guy. See, I, I I think I disagree. Um, I gave him a B plus. Overall. I get, I gave him a B minus. Okay, so we don't disagree that much. Like. I don't think he's a negative on offense. No, I just no, think not, he's a not neutral. at all. Yeah, he's a he's not bringing anything, but he's also not taking away. No, like he was fine. I mean, he hit some big shots. He missed a, he missed some other big shots. Um, as you said, just offensively rough. Um, the field goal percentage looks worse than it is because he took more than two times the amount of threes that he did twos. So he shoots forty seven percent from two, thirty six point four percent from three. Uh, seven points, which point. is like those aren't terrible percentages. It just he They're he just never fine. seemed to like find a groove. You would hope they would be better playing next to Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, which is kind of an issue. But his defense really was spectacular. I mean, he took all the hardest defensive assignments. Yes, that was his biggest role on the team. He took he took defensive pressure off of Chris and Giannis. Yeah. He he would go against like LeBron, Kawhi, and like hold his ground do actually really well. Yeah, and just and like just think, you don't have to tire out your superstars on the other end. Exactly. So that's why I said the B plus, just because the defense was so good, even if the offense was just passable. Like if you look at guys like this year, like Lou Dort was like really only playing because he's such a great defender. And aside from that one insane game. What are you talking about? Offensive superstar Lou Dort. He <laughs> Did you watch 90, him in the playoffs, Ty? He probably has a 99 on 2K, my team right now. But um, <laughs> There's no but, Opals in the game for sale yet. Yeah, they're, they're still cooking up the Lou Dort card. Just wait. They're waiting for Alex Caruso to put up 14 in a finals game. So they can <laughs> mint the first one. Um, <laughs> but no, um, totally. now I totally lost my train of thought. Way to go, Rohan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, usually like guys who are that good on defense that can like credibly take on first options, if they're not like a star player like a Paul George, I mean, okay, a, a player like Paul George who's a two-way, I don't want to say star right now with Paul George. <laughs> my but usually, just random, again, my fault. Random interjection. Best tweet I saw. I can't remember who it was, but it was like, I think it was a Whistle Sports tweeted, like, who's a role player you would go off with on 2K? And someone quote tweeted and said, Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shouts to friend of the pod, Maggio, who's, I believe, oh, yeah. works over at Whistle. Nah, yeah. But, uh, but usually, like, a lot of these, like, defensive only guys are, like, minuses on offense. And since Wes isn't, I was like, okay, he's like a. He's a better than average, I feel like, fifth starter, mostly defense wing, which is such a niche thing to say. It doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> but that was my thought process. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. Just like, I don't, I feel like a B minus is solid. Maybe I was, maybe I'm being too harsh, but maybe I'm being too generous. I mean, the the offense really wasn't there. I'm I'm probably being too generous. I, you know what? I'll move down to just a, a straight B. Okay, I'll stick with the B minus. Okay, I'm not moving again. I gave him an A versus expectations, though. Okay. That's interesting. Why? So, like, I wasn't... I didn't expect him to start, necessarily, when they signed him. And I know some people did. Yeah, and I will give credit. A lot of people, I think yourself included, were like, no, like, he's always started. He's going to start. And I was like, well, you know, a lot of guys have always started until they're just not starters anymore. I just... I didn't think, like... I don't know who would start over him. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's totally fair. Um, Dante, I guess, was the one. Nah. I mean, we had we had early season pods about like if Dante was going to take it, if there would be a controversy. That's true. I re- oh yeah. yeah yeah oh my Is god. Is Sterling Brown going to take a leap? And oh Pat god. Was hitting threes? Oh, like, we'll hit that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just I, I didn't think it was set in stone. And for him to go from I mean, vet minimum, you know, just a guy they found, and clearly like a focal point of their off season was getting him. But still, like, he's a vet minimum guy who's just kind of, you know, post-injury segment of his career, kind of heading down the slopes. And he was just, like, really good most nights. I mean, he had a crazy big impact on plus-minus, especially defensively. Like, it wasn't just something that you could see. Like, the numbers bear it out. He was very influential and important to the Bucks' defense. Just, I, I don't know. Personally, I did not expect that much of Wes Matthews. And I thought he just played really well, especially... When looking at, again, like, he's a guy they found for literally vet minimum, and he became a very solid starter at the very least. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just, 
in terms of like the guy he's replacing is so much better than him. Yeah, that's tough. You know? Yeah, I guess I didn't think of it like that. Like he he's clearly like not the same player as Brogdon, clearly different archetype. And I think that was intentional. But Brogdon's so much better than Wes Matthews. 2020 playoff assist per game leader Malcolm Brogdon. Really? Yeah, double digit. I mean, he was leading before. It was, it's four games. Well, still. Yeah. Persist per game leader. Wait, listen. We're Bucks fans. We're used to putting hanging our hats on any possible statistical achievement we could find. Like on the, the NBA Hustle Award, <laughs> which apparently this is the fourth time it's been given out. Has has it been given out to a Buck? I don't think so. But pull I up, pull up the numbers. Is it? Okay, uh, you got to pull it up, dude. Have you? Oh, what's your? Did you give your grade for expectations? Like in yeah. terms of that, I gave him B plus. That's fair. NBA Hustle Award. Okay, you do that. Are, are we done with Wes Matthews? Uh, yeah, I guess. I think good season. I hope he comes back. But yeah, if he comes back, please hit the shots, Wes. Yes, please. <laughs> please hit the shots. Um, but the Bucks counted on Wes Matthews. I'm counting on Rohan to pull up the NBA Hustle Award history. Apparently, Marcus Smart won it last year. See, I was doing an ad read segue. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. The Celtics count on Marcus Smart. I'm counting on Rohan to let me get through this this time. And you've counted on restaurants, dear listener, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. They dash it there, you could say. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Plus, many of your favorite local spots are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food is on its way. Right now, Eurostep listeners can get five bucks off, five dollars off, and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. That's five dollars off your order and zero delivery fees when on that first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter promo code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, let's hear about the Hustle Award. So, I think sixteen seventeen, it was Pat Bev. Oh. But, I mean, I know it was. I'm trying I mean, to figure out who seventeen eighteen was. Did they take a year off? Was it too contentious? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess he deserves the Russell. Uh, the, the Russell. I gave Amir Johnson. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so the the winners of this award are Pat Bev, Amir Johnson, Marcus Smart, and now Montrez Harrell. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Last season, the NBA. This is from the the Amir Johnson article. Last season, the NBA introduced the Hustle Award to honor the players whose greatest contributions may not always show up in the box score or make the nightly highlights. What was often described as dirty work or intangibles now has measurable stats. This includes diving on the floor for loose balls, sacrificing your body by taking charge of, come on, Ursan, really? Not even once? Getting a hand in the passing lane to cause deflections, <laughs> Just closing out on shooters to contest shots, and setting solid screens. That lead directly to made baskets. Like... First off, why is helping up teammates not as criterion? Because then Tony Snell would win. Tony yeah, Snell it should be the Tony Snell Award. Yeah, I mean, this is... That's the second Tony Snell mentioned on this pod. <laughs> We're going to mention Tony Snell every day. Uh, getting a hand in the passing lane to cause deflections. Just Here's, the way that's worded is hilarious. You got to hear Amir Johnson's quote. This is so heartfelt. This is definitely an honor. I pride myself on doing the little things on the court, and I just want to say thank you to my teammates and coaches. This award means a lot. Oh, there's voting. So that year, Thad Young came second. Yeah. Larry Nance Jr. third, Ben Simmons fourth, and Anthony Davis fifth. Exemplary. Wait, it's New calculated. It's not voted on. Oh, wow. This is terrible. This is awful. So they really just use screen assist, deflections, loose balls, okay. charges, and Players who contests. played a minimum of 50 regular season games and at least 15 minutes per game are eligible. 
The five hustle stats measured were screen assists, deflections, <laughs> loose balls recovered, charges drawn, and shot contests. Players were compared by position within each stat on a permanent basis. Wait, what does the position have to do? Uh, with guard, it? forward, center. So like you know, like uh, like guards will dive for loose balls more, and oh, like bigs, yeah. will, uh, like bigs will get screen assists more, sort of thing. Um, within each stat, a metric was calculated for each player based on his relative performance. The five metrics were summed together to determine players' aggregate scores with Amir Johnson earning the highest score. That's amazing. They have the breakdown of the stats. They even, I like this one paragraph where they just kind of poop on him. To fully appreciate a player (laughs) like Amir Johnson, you have to look deeper than the standard per game box score stats. On the surface, his 4.6 rebounds, or 4.6 points, 4.5 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 0.6 steals, and 1.6 blocks. Don't really stand. <laughs> okay, seriously? Congrats on these crappy Just stats. The conclusion is basic. Johnson's combination of permanent efficiency in both traditional and hustle stats <laughs> offer a cleaner picture of his importance to his team and his overall impact on the game. Congratulations you know of Mir Johnson for winning the 1718 NBA Hustle Award. I want there to be a contractual incentive tied to this, <laughs> and I want to see somebody like Break clearly the trying to. Just clearly gaming the stats. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> wait, wait. Let me contest this. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to it. I love that they took like, you know, like the gritty aspect of basketball and like did a nerdy way to determine a winner. <laughs> That's great. That's terrible. I love um, how we just did a deep dive on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the the breakdown for this is going to be a mess. I'm really glad I don't timestamp because I'd have no idea how to do it. <laughs> Speaking of. Grit, Kyle Korver. <laughs> sure. Let's. Here's the one important number everyone's waiting for: forty-one point eight percent from deep this year. Okay, which is good. Yeah, it's good. So I have one line of analysis. Okay. He's Kyle Korver. Yeah, still pretty. Just like he, slightly he, less effective. He will be like, he was expected to be Kyle Korver, and he was indeed Kyle Korver. You know? Yeah, I, I gave him a C overall. I guess that's what I believe, think of Kyle Corvin now. I gave him a I gave him a C plus. I gave him a B versus expectations, though. Yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah, he's just he's still very much Kyle Corvin. Yeah, there's not a not a lot to say. Some of the honest pick and roll stuff was good. Yeah, like um, that's an unguardable play. He doesn't he doesn't move well enough. They only I mean, used it at the end of quarters, though, for some reason. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can't get into Bud right now. We could do a whole 50-minute pod just grading Bud. Uh, probably use the bleep button. It might be um, after Biggs. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Let's see what the people. Let's see what the people say. Let's see what the people say. If the people ask for it, we'll do it. We're masochists. We did binge the Bucks. Came up twice <laughs> in this one. Dang. Here's a theory on Kyle Korver. A theory, okay. A theory on Kyle Korver. So you know, like on Twitter, like Korver dime or like Korver block. Sure. Like the like the like the terms used for like when Kyle Korver does something. Yeah, I feel like there's kind of a movement out there that like he does these things. Like that's why there's a term for it. I think there's a term for it because it's so rare when he does it. You're like, oh my god, did Kyle Korver just pass a basketball to a, a driving player? That we should name this phenomenon. It's so rarely seen. It's just if he does anything other than catch the ball off a pin down and go up. I don't. I, it's, a, it's a wasted position. So how long do you think Kyle Korver's been washed? Washed? Yeah. Is he washed? I, apparently not. See, I was going like, to do a thing where like he's never actually really lost a lot of minutes, which is kind of fascinating. I feel like no, that's what I was saying. He's been the same exact player for like 10 years now. Yeah. He, he really, I mean, again. Like it, no change not, whatsoever. And not going down? Is a compliment. Yeah, at age 38, yeah. So, like, this year he played 16.6 minutes per game and one start, which still feels like a lot to me, but whatever. The That's, like, he has when not played When did he start than, a game? Yeah, it might have been the bubble. Oh, or it was it the been Nuggets game? It might have been the Nuggets game. Oh, okay. Or it might have been, was it a bubble game? Oh, it might have been. I can't It might have been a bubble game. It might have been the last bubble game. But um, that's his second lowest minutes ever. The first was actually his rookie year uh, in Philly where he played just under 12 minutes per game. So since then, he has played between 18 and 34 minutes every every single season, including 19 last year, 21 the year before that. He started – excuse me, he didn't start. He played 73 games on the 17-18 Cavs. 
He played how much? 73 games. Really? And over, over 21 minutes per game on the 17-18 Cavs. Huh. Like, I, I don't remember all these Kyle Korver minutes. Kyle Korver on the 16-17 Cavs, one of the best basketball teams in recent history. Yeah, ever. Ever. Played in his age 35 season. He got traded from Atlanta that year. Played 35 games. Played 24.5 minutes a night for the Cavs. Kyle Korver has been out here. I just... It just feels like he plays like 12 minutes per game. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. But he, he plays quite a bit, and he still does. I, so maybe it's not as egregious as I thought. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's washed, though. No. He's, not a chance. Yeah, he's just more Kyle Korver than ever. Yeah. He just has to find his spots. He's always been him. He knows himself. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the weird part. The weird second The weird part. part. That's just not weird, like funky. Okay. It's always funky when you're trying to break down guys who really don't play a lot. Okay, let's do it. Sterling Brown. Yeah. So my first thing that I have written down here is I have no idea what Sterling is as an NBA player, but I know it's definitely not a point guard. Yeah, that's very <laughs> much true. Here's my one line. It's sort of similar. Um, I separated two thoughts by commas. One, I'm simply so a not simply simply a non-fact. Which he just he did not factor into the season whatsoever. The second part still could be an NBA rotation wing, but probably not in Milwaukee. Detroit basketball. Oh man, I can't wait. I we gotta get Laz on the pod just to laugh for twenty three minutes. <laughs> Especially if, if the Eric Bledsoe thing happens too. If they pick up Bledsoe and Sterling and in DJ. one offseason, send him over. <laughs> they do <laughs> Maybe Ursan. Maybe Ursan too. They could use some floor spacing. <laughs> I I would not stop laughing if that happened. Can oh. you believe Sterling Brown played 52 games for the Bucks? He did what? 14.8 minutes per game. Sometimes I feel like basketball what? reference just makes stuff up. <laughs> it can't be true. I just I, that it can't possibly be true, but it, it is. Like, huh? One start. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. It's just he he never really found a role, like you said. He didn't have a role on this team this season. He, let's see, as a player, he's a solid corner shooter. I'll give him that. He's just, in terms of actually having the ball in his hands, he gets tunnel vision. And once he gets the ball, he's like, okay, I got to make my shot here. You know, Uh, nothing else can happen on this possession. But... Sometimes the ball goes in. Yeah, not often. Um, not often. Thirty-seven point one percent from the field. And again, it's it's lowered a bit. He takes more threes than twos. Thirty-two percent from deep, which really, if you're looking for why didn't Sterling play, that's why. Forty-two point five percent from two is not really much better. It's I will not great. Say, what pretty good defender, definitely physical defender. Um, not a dumb great fouls though. Dumb fouls for sure. Really good rebounder. Yeah, no, for sure. 8.6 boards per 36 minutes. Really can pull in rebounds. Like, there's something there. Some sort of like a like the Pat Connaughton of like the three, basically. The, I feel the, like the his ideal board. role is maybe like as a stretch four, but he's 6'5". Yeah, that's the tough thing. If he can knock down shots, you could probably play him at the three. I mean, who knows? Basketball is weird nowadays. I think, you know, like not being traditional matters less than ever, but he's really like at least hit the corner threes. And a team just needs to like give him... Like, just that. Like, Kyle Korver, or not, excuse me, Kyle Kuzma, vastly, pretty much the opposite player. Um, Kyle Kuzma, though, looked really good at some points this postseason for L.A., and in the bubble before the postseason, too, because, like, they really simplified what he does. Like, it's basically, like, try really hard on defense, grab rebounds, and, like, either cut or take a spot up three, and that's it. And a team really needs to do that with Sterling. Like, just... You stand here in the corner. If there's if someone's not looking at you, you can cut. But otherwise, like that, that is what you're not bringing the ball up. You're certainly not going to run a pick and roll. Um, I, I think he could have a career. I don't. know. We'll see. Um, but I, I think he'll get at least one more. There's things there. Shot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like there's actual fundamentals there. It's just, I feel like he. I feel like he should have played more with the herd this season. Yeah, I've been thinking that, but I think. I think there was some weirdness um, in like the first year of Sterling DJ with them playing with the herd. I don't think they particularly enjoyed it. Um, could have had something to do with the sometimes abrasive Jordan Brady, who can say, 
Um, I know DJ enjoyed it more this year. I know everyone who's who had been there before this past season and this past season enjoyed it a lot more this past season. Winning helps too. But, uh, yeah, I think there was some weirdness there. Um, and I think the Bucks kind of kept him as their break in ca- like break glass in case of emergency forward, uh, which kind of did him a disservice. But whatever, they're trying to win a championship. Um, not trying very well, but trying. But, yeah, I gave him two Ds. I gave him a D for expectations and a D for overall. Yeah, I gave him a D and a D minus. For overall? Uh, uh, expectations. Okay. It's yeah. just he's almost 26. By the way, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. He's a fr- he's restricted, right, this year. Uh yeah, I think he is. He is for not probably not for very long, but uh, for right now, yes. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. No, I I would just be I, I would just be so stunned. Restock by it. And, the roster spot. Yeah, but quick shout out off court. Uh, really trying to make a difference. Oh, in the for world. sure. No, for and sure. I think this week. Named to the uh, the NBA Social Justice Council. Absolutely incredible human being. Absolutely incredible story. He's trying to make actual change, and I commend. I will forever respect and commend him for that. Yeah, absolutely. But just uh, not not a great fit, and just was not able to produce in Milwaukee. With some some on him. I mean, again, he he really just couldn't hit threes, which is tough. But. He never really got a huge chance. So, I don't know. It's a little bit on both. But I, I hope he goes somewhere and gets a chance to play. For sure. Let's talk about Tenasis. Uh, okay. Madden 21 star. Tenasis Apparently. Just, I mean, okay. uh, I have a hot take. He Okay. What's your hot take? I actually wanted to see a little bit more of him. Okay. We have very opposite reactions. <laughs> Just, I, I'm so intoxicated. And I'll admit, I watched from a bowling alley because this is when you could do things. There may have been beverages served at the bowling alley. I will neither confirm nor deny. I'll Just respect. So uh, yeah, of course, of course, I'll respect. Uh, respect my privacy. No further questions about my bowling alley activities. <laughs> but the Denver game, when he started and like actually like kind of gave Jokic a hard time. Oh, the a first bit. one. Yeah, like the, the actual one. one. The, yeah, the Greek Knight one. Oh yeah, that was Knight. that was really. He got the first points of the game, if I remember correctly, on like he a did. fast break dunk. It was an ugly loss by twelve to Denver. This was New Year's Eve. Ugly loss by twelve. For the Bucks, that's a hideous loss. Yeah, that's fair. Tenasis, they were plus six in his minutes. He had four points, two fouls, very Tenasis. One steal, uh, two for three from the field. His only missed shot was a three, and he missed a free throw. And he only played five minutes, but. Like, he gave them something in those five minutes. And I think, like, I don't think he's a three. I don't I don't even know if he's a four. But as a small ball five, I almost feel like there was something there. Small. Probably like a four or five. I don't think he rebounds well enough. But I don't know. Like, I like the energy. I like what he gave the Bucks. And honestly, like, when he played real minutes, like, he usually was able to score. He's very aggressive. I yes, think. he was able to score because he would do nothing else but take the ball and end possessions. He gets steals. No, sure, but on the offensive end, when he gets the ball, he's taking a shot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. He's very confident. I've asked him about this. He's very, very confident. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm probably high on my own supply. Of I tenacity. mean, like, it, you'll get great highlights. Like, that. what was his first points as a buck? Was that poster dunk in Orlando? <laughs> I think so, yeah. He's, he's taken he some, that, He had that massive block against the Knicks. Like, he'll make athletic plays. Like, if he could channel his athleticism like in a good way, like, I think he could be decent. He's also 28. Yeah, if he was if he was even close to Giannis's height, he's probably, he's like, 6'6 six, six and 28. Huh? He's 6'6 six, six and he's 28. Yeah. that's. I mean, if he's, like, 6'9, he could probably be, like, Kenneth Fareed somewhere. Uh, yeah. He unfortunately no. is not. No, he is not. Um, he's not a good player. <laughs> no, I know. I love the guy, but my goodness. Seems I, like I a good chemistry a guy. Let's, I gave let him me an get... F overall. Oh, wow. My God. <laughs> I suppose. Expectations, though, I gave him a B. I gave him a C plus. Because, like, I had nothing in the tank for him. But. You are disrespecting a former all G League defensive player. <laughs> 
And I so won't stand it. for it. So be it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if that's the disrespect I'm giving out, I'll take it. Yeah, he really does. I mean, that's the big thing with him. And I think part of it is, like, after his very quick stint with the Knicks, he went overseas. And, like, overseas, he probably is relied on to take shots like that. But even, like, on the herd where he played, you know, a lot of – when he was down there, he's obviously playing a lot. Just, like, so much tunnel vision. And it's unfortunate. I mean, it's tough. He has but... fun out there, though. Oh, it's He's heavens, a very, yes. very infectious personality. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. His smile is incredible. Yeah, it is. He Tanasis is enjoying life. Uh, and good for him. But yeah, not not a not a great player. Um probably He'll be back, be next, back year. next year. Yeah, yeah, he's on a two year deal. Maybe someone calls. Maybe there's a trade. Who knows? He'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, you know, Ed Stefanski wants to try and get back to back executive. He's on the team for one reason he will be back. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope he's back. Yeah, he will. So, we have what one one player left? We do, and not not <laughs> officially a Milwaukee Buck, um, but Cam Reynolds. Yeah, he he got exactly uh, zero seconds as a Milwaukee Buck this year. So. I'm so mad. I have to go to a whole different basketball reference page. I have any sort of statistics? <laughs> go for it. I don't have it up yet. Okay. <laughs> just an utter failure by my part. But Last year with Minnesota, he shot 41% from deep Like, that's the games. thing. That's the thing. He is capable of being, like, an NBA player, like an end-of-the-bench guy at least, you know? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, I think it hurt him a little bit that he struggled with his shot a lot of the hurt season. Um, he ended up scoring just 14.4 points per game. Um, 5.1 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 40.2% from the field. But again, most most of his shots were threes. Again, there, I'm saying again a lot, but 34.4% from deep, 46.7% from two. He like, I think he really, I think part of it was he was working on fleshing out his game. Uh, I had a conversation early-ish on the season and kind of talked about like the just a shooter reputation that, I mean, any, any G-leaguer who comes up for a cup of coffee in the NBA, takes a bunch of threes, hits a bunch of threes. It's pretty much what they're going to be known for. And he kind of, I mean, he's a very polite, you know, person and a true professional, but kind of rebuked me a little bit and said, like, that's not all I have in my game. And he worked on some other stuff this year. I mean, he was posting guys up. He had some really, really fun dunks. The whole herd team had some really fun dunks. Um, but the shot, and what is really sad about Cam Reynolds' season, of course, like not playing a single minute, um, not ending up going to the bubble with the Bucks, um, just not 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 getting out there. The team not bringing him was he was really just starting to hit those threes when Rona hit and the G League season ended. Like I think he had one or two good games in a row, and I remember talking to him and he was like, "This is the coolest quote." He's like, "My dad like kept telling me like just keep shooting them. Don't worry about it. They'll start going in." And they finally did. Like he was elated, and it was. Heading into the playoffs, and I was like, "This is awesome! Like, he's gonna get a chance to take this hot shooting into the playoffs. The the herd's gonna be set, and everything gets canceled. So, really terrible timing. I mean, for literally everyone everywhere, but especially so for Cam Reynolds, who I think is a, a definitely a Bucks personality guy. I really hope he's back around next season. He still seems to be working out in Bucks and herd gear, but unfortunate that he didn't get a single minute or game with the Bucks. You really do feel like the two way guys deserve." At least a game or two. Especially when Frank got some decent run. You know? Yeah, I mean, Played Frank in the did, playoffs. In fairness, Frank did win literally MVP That's of the fair. league he yeah. was at. That's um, I think, for, honestly, I coming in, I thought Cam might be a little bit better than Frank. Frank is just phenomenal. Just like, like I, think, I think it's like the an archetype thing. Yeah, that too. It, yeah, he was a table setter. Yeah, but no, Frank was incredible. Just I, I wish we got a chance you know, to see what Cam could do. Just a I, I chance. Really, I really hope both of those guys are Milwaukee Bucks full stop next season. Like I think they're Frank both, for sure. <laughs> I think both I think they're both good enough. And I do and I think I wish we had a sample size to judge Cam on. I know. I, I wish we had an NBA one too, but I, I'm a true believer in Cam Reynolds. I will take all the Cam Reynolds stock. And listen, we're talking about with respect to Tanasis, the fourteenth roster spot for Cam Reynolds. I'm willing to take that gamble. Like, I don't think uh, that's, that's the kind of gamble I'd want to take. Someone who's been around the system, 
knows how to play Bucks ball. The, the, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but the herd this year did definitely look more like the Bucks actually play. Um, I just I think he's good. I think there's something there. I really hope they keep him. They need to keep Frank, but they I do. really hope they keep Cam too. I think uh, I gave him a C overall, judging as like I mean we I didn't saw give him, him any grades. That's fair. That's you didn't. I I no offense to you. I doubt you watched a ton of Cam Reynolds this year. Nah. C overall and C versus expectations. Just again, the shot didn't fall, but I I do have faith. Yeah, there's a chance, potential B plus. New grade, specifically for Cam. <laughs> specifically for Cam. Uh, and that's Cam is 25. It's not bad. It's three years younger than Panas. Exactly. Cam is about two weeks younger than me. Oh, God, I'm old. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, now okay. we're talking Ty- about... Tyler Hero's 2000 and starting oh, in the finals. Oh, my God, that hurt me. You know, I was going to do a tweet. Quick story. Oh, we got to talk about vegetarian fast food too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but quick story. I was th- let, let me take you behind the curtain. Everyone's so curious. How does he come up with these tweets? No one's ever said this. No one's ever cared. But I'll tell you anyway, listener. I was gonna do a tweet about myself and Tyler Harrow and the obvious similarities, both <laughs> yep. being successful kids from Milwaukee. Mm. And I got all set to do like kids born in the '90s in Milwaukee are just built different. And I was oh, like, yeah. no. I was like, let me just check. No. And I type it in, and it says 2000. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> is this how washed I am? Like, the young guys in the league aren't even born in the same decade as me anymore? Come on, man. It's the same century. Oh, you didn't have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, it's, it's, yeah, we're getting old. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Like, 95 has never felt like such an old birth year. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's significant amounts of NBA players now that are, like, younger than that, including yeah. Cam Reynolds. Yeah. So, are, are, are we good with uh, grades for the Wings? Yeah, I think so. Overall, more disappointing than I would have expected. Realistically, when we were doing this and I was looking at this list, I was like, my God, these are the Bucks' Wings. Yeah. And again, like, Giannis sort of counts... And I guess you could say, like, I guess Dante sort of almost counts. But that doesn't even boost it up that much. The Bucks could really use, like, another good wing player. Like, I remember we got on, especially me, got on Andre Iguodala for being super washed. But, like, he'd clearly be the third best guy at least in this group. That would help. Like, another, another they, they need to be deeper at wing, I think. Yeah, they really do. That should be a point of emphasis this offseason. Definitely. Um, but the, the biggest need is, I, I still think point guard, but they also need wing depth. They need multiple things. Yes. It is, it is a roster that fell short, so it needs things. Exactly. So vegetarian options at fast food or fast casual food. Okay. I want you to go first. I don't want to step on your toes. Okay. I said that I teased this last week. Qdoba. Solid. Mm, yes. Always. Really good. Yeah. You just, you can't go wrong. Just solid. It's, it's good quality, like relatively. So. No, I'll take it. It's it's pretty good. Like it, it's, know, it's it's good, good price. Yeah, and especially the vegetarian. Yeah, and it's like you know if you want to eat like semi healthily. Yeah, what I really like about Qdoba, and and if anyone didn't listen or forgot, so I cumulatively have been a vegetarian for like one total year of my life. Not currently now, but I did like nine ish months once, and then another like two months earlier in quarantine. So. What I like about Qdoba is it's like a lot of places you kind of have to like do some searching to find vegetarian options or even like have to ask if they can like make something without something else. With Qdoba, it's literally like the first thing there. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's like it's just like standard. It's just seen as standard and then you can add meat for an upcharge. I really like that because sometimes like I, sometimes I'll be nervous about ordering something and just saying like hold the meat. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, are you going to charge me the same price despite holding out the most expensive ingredient? Because that, that's bad business, man. I don't like yeah. the feeling of that. And I think it's like it's more of a, it's becoming more and more common. Definitely, so, definitely. So. And the the fajita veggies make up Ooh. for not meat. Oh, fajita yeah. veggies are. Oh heat. yeah, oh yeah, so good. Yeah, and free guac. I mean, uh, Kidoba. Oh, yeah, you Kidoba's can't go top tier. Kidoba's top. Kidoba over Chipotle. I'm oh, sorry. I was about to say that. Okay. We're we're Full all the way stop. here. Full we're stop. We're all the way here. At me. At either of us, I have to stop myself every time during the ad read. But our great partner DoorDash deserves no slander. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, might as well go to the low budget version of Qdoba. Okay, let's now. do it. 
Taco Bell actually, they lost some options. The menu redo, I think, is really going to hurt Taco Bell long term. It probably will. It sounds ridiculous just because Taco Bell is like so, it's Taco Bell. I mean, it's like it's everywhere. But Mm. they lost a lot of great items. But still, they have the, I mean, like the spicy potato soft taco was elite. The, the, just all the potatoes are gone. The, yeah, all the potato. I can't believe the potatoes were honestly on a lot of their best stuff. Um, the potato loaded griller was elite, but the black bean crunch wrap supreme. Ooh, that's have you had that? Yeah, it's so it's like you don't really notice that there's not. I, that's my go to now, even though I'm eating meat again. I just think it's better. It's just it's solid, it's pretty good. It's like you know, it's it's good, it's good food that'll make you feel happy, exactly. What, where, where do you want to go from here? In terms of more food? Yeah, yeah. We only did like two minutes. We can do a couple more minutes, I feel like. Okay, so... I don't know. Could always, can't go wrong with like Subway. Yeah, actually, you know, that's like one of the few... I think their tuna is good. I'll eat their tuna. But like I don't like a lot of their meats. They're, they have a lot of good veggie options. And mm. I like... What, what dressing do you go with? Mayo, honey, mustard. Oh, really? I do that. Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting. I don't think it's honey mustard. Um, oh my, I'm just going to Google Subway sauces while we talk. They have a <laughs> sauce that goes really well with. I haven't the, had Subway in forever. Now that I there was, I used to go all the time right before a herd, like herd games, mm. because it was sort of. Um, why is this Pinterest? I need a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Pinterest makes no sense computer. to me. Um, Pinterest is not for us. Sweet onion. Oh, yeah. The sweet onion sauce I've had on, that. on veggies. It's pretty it's good. Really good. That's pretty good. I'm the basic, the basic dude. Like I just get the Italian herbs and cheese almost every oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah. It's just elite. Well, Throw the why, spinach why on not? there. Yeah. Throw all the veggies on there. Yeah, pretty much. The banana peppers are good. The Ooh. peppers, black olives. No, I literally put everything. Oh, okay. You're just, uh, uh, they have jalapenos. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Spice <laughs> is the way to go. I didn't mean to quote Kirk Cousins there. <laughs> <laughs> I will say a lot of Chinese places will have good options. Ooh, the thing that's not my palate. Really? It's not yeah. your palate. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh I like the like sometimes I've there's a place in Oshkosh called Royal Kitchen and they do a general salad with tofu. I'm about it. I enjoy that. But you don't okay. like Chinese food though. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not my not my thing. I've been trying to, you know, maybe try. My girlfriend really wants me to try that more, so I'm trying my best. I feel that. And what about like Thai food? I feel like it, I've I've had that. It's I feel like it's a similar taste palette, but yeah. I think I just need to expand my horizons. I guess so. So what like what's your if unless we've covered it already, like what's your go-to like on the run just want to grab something quick option? Grab something quick. Oh, no. See, if I'm grabbing something quick, I might just go get some cheese curds from somewhere. Oh, really? So you had not like Culver's? Yeah, Culver's, man. I was just going to ask you about Culver's. I wanted to start a... We, you know what? Next time. Next time? I, I, let, yeah, let's deep dive Culver's next time. I okay, was gonna say, I'm down. I was going to say, are we going to have enough? Because I was like, oh, just cheese curds for the food. But that, I, we, we have custard to talk about. Oh, yeah. So we can, yeah, we oh, can well, talk yeah, Culver's. That, oh, we'll do that next time. Yeah, yeah deep, deep dive on that. That's going to be our most downloaded episode ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. People will tune in to hear about Culver's. Um, but, yeah, hopefully you guys are liking these episodes and, and this new feature. I think it's a fun way to I think it, it is. I know. I think it is really fun. It's a nice little thing to do in the offseason. We're, we're relatable people, Ty. We're relatable yeah, I, I Wisconsinites. I think it's good for us to exist outside of just a basketball yeah. sphere. Like, we, we do go outside sometimes to eat. Yeah, safely. Yeah, safely, of course. Mask up, folks. Yes, please. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it, it feels nice. Wisconsin's a very foodie state. So, you know, we got to relate. Are you, are you, do you drink wine at all? Not a wine guy. Okay. That's fair. We, we, well, you know what? We have a lot of topics. We do. We do. We, we get, we got a lot of, of content and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but unfortunately that'll have to come next time because that is it from us here on the Eurostep. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a like. out. Oh rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice i almost became a youtuber there ty i almost said to like and subscribe <laughs> uh, youtubers make money dude we should pivot yeah <laughs> pivot to po- pivot to youtube instead of podcasting it's nah. a video what nah. could go wrong what and, could go wrong with well, sports we're creators our... pivoting to video oh my god <laughs> but then we'd be leaving our great friends at blue wire 
who have great content all across their network that everyone should go check out. Um, Until our next episode where we will talk about Culver's, apparently. It's going to be a good tease. And Biggs. Yeah, that too. I was going to say, can we mention (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, but why are people really tuning in, Ty? Yeah, I know. I know. I get it. So we will talk to you then. But before I let you go, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, though apparently some stadiums are opening up a little bit. You can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.